welcome everybody. Uh, I'm Alan Pito. And I'm Sanata Vihari Bhikkhu. Uh, we definitely glad you all came today. It's so early in the morning for some of us, so we're glad you're here with, with us. Uh, this is the first of 14 days as it relates to a Buddhist practice during the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's really hard to, you know, kind of start a, a daily practice. So we're glad you're here with us. Uh, what you're going to learn today is going to take you through, you know, not just this COVID-19 pandemic, but also through any type of situations uh, that you would encounter as a Buddhist. So we'll go through 14 days. It's going to kind of mirror to what Bhante has up on the uh, uh, screen right now, the 14-day planner as well. So you can kind of follow along that way if you'd like to. But we're going to go through 14 days. It's going to cover uh, every day will be part of like the Noble Eightfold Path and, and different Buddhist teachings. So you're going to get a nice, well-rounded uh, Buddhist practice out of this. So after the 14 days, you can start over again. You know, so you don't have to stop when we stop. You can kind of continue going on and on and on. And starting the daily practice is usually the, the hardest, hardest thing for anybody to do. Any type of habit is, you know, a hard thing to do. So this is going to help you guys out uh, quite a bit. And, and once again, we're glad you're, you're all here. So kind of like what we're going to do, uh, we're going to go through uh, each day. So today will just be day one. Uh, we're going to go through a, a scriptural uh, a reading from the Buddhist uh, uh, canons. Then we'll kind of go through what's going to be uh, the kind of like the focus for today is going to be like the, the Buddhist teaching, the focus you're going to kind of take out into the world. And then uh, we'll kind of finish it up with a short meditation session. So Bhante, do you want to begin? All right. So adding some more people. Okay, so we'll wait for him to come in. Or Alan, I think you can even do that for me while I... Okay, yeah, absolutely. So uh, as he's laying more people in, so what we're gonna start off with uh, on day one, you know, this entire practice is gonna be about mindfulness. Uh, that if when we think about it, when we're mindful, we're actually kind of like walking in the footsteps of the Buddha, we're being a Buddha, we're being a Bodhisattva. Uh, being mindful is very hard for us as human beings. It's really hard. We have so much delusion and uh, pre pre preconceptions we have inside our life that it's really hard for us to do that. So being a Buddhist and Buddhist practice is helping us be more mindful so we can be like a Buddha and a Bodhisattva. So day one is going to be about right view. So, and it's going to say, those who view the unreal as real and the real as unreal Reach not up to the real, misled as they are. So a lot of times we're looking, you know, just if we look at the COVID-19 pandemic right now and what's kind of going on, we're looking at a lot of things as, you know, very fearful as, uh, as, as certain ways we preconceive it, we, we our preconceptions of it. So um, the first part of that is going to be something that actually happened in the Buddhist life. You know, when he was a prince sat under the Bodhi tree, uh, he was actually, you know, tempted before he became the Buddha. He was basically attacked by this entity called Mara. And Mara, you know, uh, an entity, but also this lives inside us as well, too. But Mara was trying to prevent the Buddha from becoming awake and becoming a Buddha. You know, was very fearful of, of him actually achieving that because he's going to become this Buddha. He's going to teach other people to, you know, now have like wholesome lives, wholesome actions, wholesome views. And so Mara uh, attacked him, but the Buddha was at that point where no matter what Mara threw at him, he was able just to, you know, dismiss it away. Uh, and it was, it was super impressive because he became the Buddha right after that. So Mara is kind of like, for us, this embodiment of like fear, confusion, and delusion in our lives. And as we kind of look at this COVID-19 pandemic, 
there's definitely a lot of that, even frustration, you know, like, you know, here we are going into like another lockdown, another, you know, another set of quarantines and stuff like that. So when we're thinking about what's going on now, we can look at Mara inside of us, you know, our mind is very, you know, filled with delusion, very, it's, it's clinging, it's, it doesn't want to do the right thing, even though we think we're, we're doing the right thing, it doesn't want us to do the right thing. So any type of unskillful actions that we do during this time, uh, we can kind of consider as Mara. It's, it's basically, I hate to use the word enemy, but kind of like it's, it's our enemy. Like we don't want Mara to, to do that to us, but that's our mind. So there's some stuff we can kind of focus on uh, right now. And it relates to something called the three fires or three poisons inside Buddhism. We have uh, three fires of delusion, greed, and uh, aversion or anger. And so the Buddha had like a, a great uh, sutta about this as well, you know, as a fire sermon, which I really like. And so basically he said like, you know, everything's burning, like everything that you're looking at, all these, you know, these views, you know, like what you're seeing, what you're believing, it's all fires through our sense organs, our eyes, our ears, our mouth, etc. So we have to kind of be cognizant of that as we kind of like go out in the world, you go into the, you know, the store and you know, someone's, you know, grabbing their last, you know, I'll use this example, grabbing their last, you know, roll of toilet paper. Like, how are we re responding to that? You know, it's, it's, it's burning these poisons, you know, so we have to be very cognizant of what Mara is doing to us uh, and then how we can kind of respond to that. And a good way to think about that is, you know, have the eyes, you know, of a, of a Buddha or a Bodhisattva when you're out there, which can be very, very hard to do. So kind of like what we're going to focus on, it says realize, you know, that that fear is an illusion. You know, fear is is what we uh, can preconceive it as, and view it as. Uh, it's 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 fictitious. You know, yes, you know, we have this, uh, you know, human, you know, fear that's inside us that protects us and stuff like that. But this fear that we're talking about is what we believe it to be. Impermanence. So impermanence is a key concept inside Buddhism. And it's basically saying that nothing, you know, everything is going to, everything's condition is impermanent. So including myself, the pandemic, the virus is all permanent. You know, it's going to, you know, come and go uh, depending on different causes or conditions, what's favorable to it. So nothing has this independent self and nothing is permanent. So we have, that's a big concept inside Buddhism. So kind of like when we realize like, okay, well, nothing's, you know, permanent that's conditioned. And then we're having Mara, you know, that's kind of, you know, controlling our actions, our views, etc. Uh, and that, you know, these three fires, these three poisons are kind of like what, as we're going out in the world, we're seeing all these different things, we're hearing these different things. We have to kind of have these Buddha eyes and Bodhisattva eyes as we're kind of going out there to understand what's happening to us. So we don't react in, in the wrong way, act in the wrong way, say things in the wrong way, etc. So that's going to be, be our right view as we kind of go out into this world that, that we're in right now. Uh, so there's a few different things we can kind of use for our practice uh, during this time. Uh, one's going to be the five remembrances. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about this uh, uh, today as well, too. We're, we're, going to, we're going to meditate every day. So meditation's great. Uh, what meditation is really not going to be, you know, a lot of times in our, uh, our world, meditation is looked at as like a health thing. And good, it's healthy to meditate, but the purpose of meditation is to help us be mindful. You know, so you kind of think about it, like when you're out there and, you know, something, you know, stressful or, you know, makes you angry or something like that, that meditation practice 
is what's helping you kind of like center yourself again, you know, bring you back to, to where you should be uh, in your mind. And then kind of realize the, the collective suffering. So, you know, everybody's is struggling and, and suffering in different ways. You know, some people are doing better than other people. Uh, I'll use that example of the toilet paper again, you know, that person, you know, could just be consumed by fear right now. You know, they're, they're not even where you're at right now on this daily practice, you know, like they're just consumed by that. And so Mara is just taking over, you know, their mind and they're reacting that way. So we got to realize, you know, a lot of people are reacting in different ways and in different levels. And we have to have that compassion for them. You know, compassion is really big uh, in Buddhism to counter greed and, and this anger and everything else. And, and that's what we're, we're doing here today. So we talked about like the five remembrances. It's, you know, one of those key things is, oh yeah, yeah we, can, we can actually go to that. So that's gonna be on page, where was it? Page 22. Yeah, so there's the uh, five, I think it's right at the bottom there. Uh, one more page, yep, there we go. So if we go scroll down just a little bit more, keep going. So the five remembrances is right there at the bottom. And this is a good one to actually say every day. This, a lot of Buddhists do this for their daily practice as well. They actually go over the five remembrances, uh, which is great because what it does, it reminds you, it's almost like uh, push-ups, if you will. It's reminding you like, okay, this is what I have to really understand. And it sounds simple as we kind of like read it here, but to actually understand it takes time, takes repetition to go, yeah, that's really true. There's a deeper meaning to this. And they are, I am, I am subject to aging. There is no way to avoid aging. I am sub subject to ill health. There is no way to avoid illness. I am going to die. There is no way to avoid death. Everyone and everything that I love will change and I will be separated from them. And my only true possessions are my actions and I cannot escape their consequences. And it sounds very depressing. You know, a lot of times we're looking at that like, well, I don't want to die. I don't want to get sick and stuff like that, but it's the human condition. And for a lot of us, we kind of push that into the back of our brain and let Mara, you know, take, take control. But when we kind of look at this, right? Yeah, you know what? I am going to get old. You know, I, I am going to get sick at, at one point. You know, I want to be healthy. That's, that's important, especially for Buddhists. But, you know, I'm going to get sick at, at one point. I am going to die at one point. Uh, you know, loved ones, you know, are going to, are going to die as well too. But the, the fifth uh, remembrance is really important. My only true possessions are my actions and I cannot escape their consequences. I think that's, that's really important because what you're doing, that is your real possessions. It's not your home. It's not your car. It's you know, not your money. It's not anything else. It's your actions. It's your karma. So those are good to uh, do every single day as well to, to actually recite that. And initially it's going to be very, okay, you know, I'm reciting it, but as you do it more and more and more and you progress along the Buddhist path, a lot of these become, uh, I'm not sure the right word, but th they become deeper to you. They, they actually have a deeper meaning and you, you get to understand them a lot, lot more. So Bhante, do you want to add in anything? Oh, you're muted. Just bringing it back to the beginning of the uh, first thing that we learned about the Buddhist verses that we shared today. So this is a very famous verse, very powerful verse uh, from the Dhammapada, actually. And uh, the Dhammapada has, you know, hundreds of different verses. And the first chapter is called the, uh, the Twin Verses. And this, uh, within that chapter, you find this, uh, uh, this saying, 
Those who view the unreal as real and the real as unreal, reach not to the real, misled as they are. So, you know, Buddhism is really based on right view, as Alan was saying. So this really has to do with right view. And instead of trying to escape into a fantasy world where, you know, it's going to be sunshine and rainbows and candy and no one's going to die. Eventually, that illusion is going to fall apart when someone does die, when you do get sick, when you notice your first wrinkle or gray hair or your, you know, your iPhone gets a virus or something. Uh, you can't live in that fantasy world forever. And if you don't train yourself for when the inevitable does happen, it's going to completely destroy you. You're not going to be prepared. You're going to be like a child, you know, when they tell them that there's no Santa Claus when you have to face reality. So the best thing that we can do is to, you know, try to be at harmony with reality. Don't go against it. Uh, we have to understand that everything changes. And changing is a good thing because if, if impermanence wasn't there, that means we'd always be stuck in the bad state, right? And um, although we kind of suffering in Buddhism, we talk a lot about suffering, impermanence also uh, gives us the opportunity to reach nirvana because we can change it, right? There's a change, there's transience. So the transience and it, uh, the, the hopeful side of it is that there is nirvana, there is the cessation of suffering, there is ultimate happiness. So, um, you know, it's, it's really up to us how we wanna see the world and the best way to see it is according uh, to reality. So we don't wanna also go the other way and fall into a completely uh, pessimistic worldview where, you know, nothing matters, there's only suffering and, you know, whatever. Cause that's also not true. All of us, all of us here have experienced uh, happy times, great times. We've had positive experiences too. But the importance of, of um, focusing on suffering is that suffering is the problem, right? So you don't go to the doctor when everything's fine, you know? Uh, you, you go when you have a problem uh, and you want that problem fixed. So in a similar way, we're addressing the problem because the, the problem can be removed. That's the beautiful thing about Buddhism that is saying the problem can re be removed, uh, not only in this life, but in this very moment. So you don't have to wait uh, for you to die to go to a Buddhist heaven. Uh, you can get your cake and eat it today, if you like, right? So that's the beautiful thing. And that, that only happens because what the Buddha said at the end when Alan was sharing about karma, the only refuge that we have are our actions. And there's three types of actions, our thinking, what we keep entertaining in our mind, our speech and our, and our bodily actions. So Nirvana is not in another planet, in another dimension in the future. Uh, every moment that we live a skillful life, we are actually working towards the ultimate goal of permanent Nirvana. But in some way, we're kind of getting a preview of it. You know, we're tasting it. Uh, so it's not some far off goal. So every moment that we practice, uh, is a moment of non-suffering. And if you're not suffering, then you've reached the goal because that's the goal of Buddhism, not to suffer. So I just kind of wanted to, you know, uh, share the ultimate goal of Nirvana, but also the short-term goals, because it's very important. Uh, nirvana or Buddhist goals, enlightenment, awakening can seem, you know, way beyond, like I'm never gonna do it. I'm just a person at home. 
and I work nine to five and I'm too busy, but no, uh, every moment that you don't give into greed, hatred, anger, and delusion, that's the prize right there. The good action itself, the good thought, the good speech, the good, the good physical bodily behavior, all of those are uh, the reward. In the moment that you do it, you're rewarding yourself because you're not suffering in that moment. So I just kind of wanted to, you know, show you the variety of the path and like the different degrees to which you can uh, uh, get results. So Alan, uh, what did we have planned next? So next we're gonna follow up with a, a short meditation session mm -hmm. and then we'll, we'll kind of end it uh, after that. We'll, we'll have a little short uh, uh, talk after that and then uh, get you out into the world, but we'll go do a meditation session next. All right, everyone. So in the planner, you'll also see a short instructions for the meditations. So I leave it up to you to follow it that way or uh, continue with your own practice, however you like. So I'm just gonna give some very brief instructions and you can take what you like and, or you just uh, sit there. Um, so I wanna share with you uh, this mindfulness practice of uh, breathing meditation, Anapanasati. So for today, first step, just be aware that you're breathing, right? Just know that you're breathing. Sit however you like, eyes closed, eyes open, whatever you want, and just be aware that you're breathing. You can tell yourself, I'm aware that I'm breathing. You can focus on the inhalation or the exhalation. You can focus on the feeling, right? Or you can just tell yourself, breathing, breathing, whatever you like, you can count your breath. I'll leave it up to you. But just notice every time your mind starts drifting, you get caught up in another thought, Maybe, you know, you have some bodily pain or you feel cold. Uh, just bring your mind back to the breath, however you like, okay? So we're just going to do a short little five-minute meditation, remembering ourselves that, hey, I'm alive, I'm breathing. So let's go ahead and practice this uh, short breathing meditation for five minutes.
So now that your mind is calm, body is relaxed, you can bless yourself with your calm mind. You can bless yourself with acknowledging that you took the time this morning to create a right intention, participating in the cultivation of the mind, working together with others to overcome your fear. These are all meritorious actions. These are all harmonious actions. So let the power of your good actions, your good intentions carry you throughout the day and let them be your refuge when you find obstacles uh, throughout the rest of the day. So now you can come out of your meditation. Alan, is there anything else you wanted to share? Yeah, for those of you who are new to meditation, uh, sometimes it feels like all we're doing is just, you know, focusing on the breath and, and stuff like that. But what we're actually doing is uh, we're training, it's, it's exercise, we're, we're training the mind for uh, these situations that we're going to encounter. And if you think about it, the Buddha meditated and practiced his entire life, even after he was awakened and enlightened. So we're doing what the Buddha did. Uh, and then all of us here together, we are, you know, a community where we're together in this. So not everybody can be online this early in the morning and they'll watch this video, but we're all together. We're all, you know, um, uh, admirable friends, you know, Dharma friends, but we're together uh, in this world as we progress. So this is really important what we're doing. We're training the mind. We're training for these situations uh, as we go out there. And just like uh, we would talk about, like, what's right view for today. When we encounter these situations, uh, you know, it maybe it gets very stressful. Mara's, you know, popping up. We we can meditate in that moment. We can, you know, focus on the breath as those situations come to to center center ourselves. You know, calm the mind uh, as the situations uh, uh, come to being. Uh, and with that, I don't have anything else. Uh, I want to thank everybody for for coming today, and uh, we hope to see you all here tomorrow as well. Yes, yeah, so I would also like to thank everyone for coming here today, and I hope uh, to see everyone tomorrow. May you be well, happy, comfortable, and peaceful. Bye-bye.